What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light Indicator in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Michigan Board of State Canvassers has rejected a question to protect abortion rights in the state from appearing on the November ballot. The board voted along party lines today on the Reproductive Freedom for All ballot initiative. There are two Republicans and two Democrats on the board, and a majority of support was needed to get the issue on the ballot. Michigan Bureau of Elections Director Jonathan Brader said the petition submitted July 11th had well over the needed number of signatures to qualify. It required 425,059 valid signatures. The total filing consisted of 752,288 signatures on 152,799 sheets. However, a group called Citizens to Support MI Women and Children challenged the petition drive, saying the language on the petitions lacked proper spacing between words. Here's Republican canvasser Tony Daunt. I want us to be consistent with how we treat these things. And this is an egregious error of the form and the way this is laid out. The ballot question, had it been allowed to go to the people, would have asked voters if reproductive freedom be guaranteed in the Michigan Constitution. The voters will not be allowed to decide the issue in the next election. However, the effort's supporters can appeal to the Michigan Supreme Court. Voters in South Haven Township will have an opportunity in November to override the township ordinance that bans marijuana retail businesses from operating. Andrew Newell turned in 126 valid signatures to the township clerk's office, more than the 79 needed. The township would be able to allow three adult-use cannabis businesses and give the township the option of either a moratorium after that or allowing more on a case-by-case basis. No grow facilities, processors, or transportation facilities for marijuana would be allowed. If approved, the new ordinance would take effect February 1st of 2023. The city of South Haven, along with Geneva and Casco Townships, all ban recreational marijuana sales, and only New Age Labs in the city of South Haven is allowed to do testing. The 2021 Krasel Art Fair on the Bluff has ranked number 24 on the Sunshine Artist Magazine's annual 200 Best Art and Craft Festivals in the Country list. The ranking is based on the artist's reported sales throughout the year. Cresswell Art Center's Matthew Bizzo tells us the magazine each year asks artists to report how much they made selling their work at art fairs. Cresswell is usually toward the top of the list. This was for 2021 when the fair was a bit scaled back. Bizzo says 2022 was a return to normal. 2022 was the 60th Krasel Art Fair on the Bluff, so very fun, big year for us. We had the return of the block party on Friday night where we had about 500 people show up. We ended up with 171 participating artists. Bizzo says artists are always excited to come to St. Joe for the Krasel Art Fair on the Bluff. We talked to some artists, and they were really excited to come here. Our show will get selected over some other shows as well that happened on that same weekend, and results from last year just show that our community is doing something right with our Bizzo says they were able to bring back the block party this year to kick off the fair. They intend to do it again next year with the 2023 Krasel Art Fair, which is set for July 8th and 9th. Work is already underway to plan for the event with more than 400 volunteers and more artists. Several Dwozhak students were injured today after their bus driver ran a stop sign and the bus was struck by an oncoming vehicle. 
The other vehicle ran off the road and into a ditch while the bus ended up on its side in the road. According to the school district, three students were released to their parents with minor cuts and abrasions. The fourth student, along with a second bus driver who was a passenger on the bus, were transported to Borges Lee Hospital in Dewashak. The incident occurred at the intersection of Dewey Lake Street and Atwood Road in Wayne Township and remains under investigation. Three people are dead in Kalamazoo County as a Portage man shot and killed his wife and six-year-old daughter before turning the gun on himself last night. Portage Department of Public Safety Director Nick Armold says the SWAT team arrived on a report of shootings. Officers responded. They were able to um, secure the area. Uh, There were three other minors in that apartment who were able to get out of the apartment during the time of the shooting. Arnold says the children who escaped the apartment are 13, 11, and 3. They're staying with a relative. He says they don't know the motive for the shootings by 39-year-old Henry Bates of his 31-year-old wife, Brianna, and their 6-year-old daughter, Zenzia. The Southwest Michigan real estate market is adjusting as prices and the decrease of available houses slows down. Southwestern Michigan Association of Realtors says in July, for the second consecutive month, there was little or no growth in the number of houses for sale. However, inventory of houses for sale has slowed the free fall of available listings to a 2% decrease from 2021. There's now a 3.9-month supply of inventory available for buyers, up from the 3.6-month supply available in June of last year. The number of homes sold in July fell to 322 from 388 in July of the previous year, a 17% drop. Also, the average selling price fell 8% from July of 2021 to $324,000 from 351000 The year-to-date average selling price of $331,000 is 3% higher than the average price of July of 2021. For July, foreclosed homes were 1% of the homes sold in the region, the same as in June, May, and April. The highest number ever for the month was set in 2009 at 35%. And if you're still thinking about going camping this holiday weekend, the head of Parks and Recreation for the Michigan Department of Natural Resources says you can still find something. Director of Recreation Ron Olson says some campgrounds, though, are pretty full and always popular. Ludington and Grand Haven and Holland, those are very heavily used places and have been booked for a long time. But we have many other parks that that will be filled up, Higgins Lakes, uh, North Higgins, South Higgins, and many of the others, you know, even many of the UP parks. Olson says if you can't find a spot on a campground, you'll still be able to camp in state parks after the holiday weekend and enjoy the fall color. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The Department of Justice is pushing back on Donald Trump's request for a special master to be assigned to the review of documents seized by the FBI on August 8th from his Mar-a-Lago estate. The department outlining a pattern of behavior, it says the former president engaged in to keep the DOJ from recovering material, it says, that Trump shouldn't have had in his possession. ABC's Aaron Katursky tells us what kind of evidence the department has to support its claims. They don't lay it out in total, but we know they've interviewed witnesses and we know they've reviewed security camera footage that they subpoenaed from the former president's estate. And they determined that some of the classified material that the Trump legal team had said was stored in a secure room under lock and key, that the former president had even ordered a second lock be installed. Well, they found some of that material outside that storage room. Trump's legal team has until 8 p.m. tonight to respond to the filing. 
A judge has rejected a plea agreement that would have meant no prison time for the operator of a limousine company involved in a crash that killed 20 people in upstate New York. Today's turnaround drew applause and tears from the victim's relatives and plunged limo company boss Nassim Hussein into legal uncertainty. Judge Peter Lynch called the agreement fundamentally flawed. Prosecutors and lawyers for Hussein had reached a deal about a year ago that would have spared him prison time, angering the families of the people killed in 2018 when a brake failure sent a stretch limo full of birthday revelers hurling down a hill. Hussein's lawyers withdrew the guilty plea. The White House is partnering with job posting websites to help with the nationwide teacher shortage. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, a current college professor and the Secretary of, of Education and Labor, held an event at the White House today to unveil a series of initiatives to get teachers into the classroom. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more from Washington. Companies ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and the college student hiring website Handshake announced Wednesday they're partnering with the White House, creating ways to help applicants find jobs in the classroom. In a meeting with education leaders, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden saying the ongoing teacher shortage has been building for years. If we want educators to be able to do what they do best, we have to give them the pay and the support that they need. In a letter, the Department of Education and the Department of Labor calling on states to pay teachers more. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. A 19-year-old man has been charged with first-degree murder in a series of apparently random shootings over roughly two hours last weekend in Detroit that left three people dead and a fourth wounded. Dante Ramon Smith was arraigned Wednesday in 36th District Court and ordered held without bond. Police spent 12 hours searching for the man and peacefully arrested him Sunday at his home following a tip from someone close to him. Police said a gun was found that matched shell casings at the shooting scenes. Detroit Police Chief James White said the man may have a mental illness and, quote, terrorized our community. The FDA today authorized updated COVID boosters. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. New and improved COVID booster shots a step closer to going into arms. The FDA approving the shots, which are designed to target the original coronavirus, plus the highly contagious BA4 and BA5 variants. FDA Commissioner Dr. Robert Califf saying the Moderna bivalent booster will be available to those 18 and over, while the Pfizer bivalents will be for those 12 and over. Individuals in these age groups are eligible if it's been at least two months since they've completed primary vaccination or have received the most recent booster dose. The CDC now has to approve the shots, likely rolling out after Labor Day. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The Kremlin shredded carefully Wednesday, reacting to Mikhail Gorbachev's death, praising his prominent role in reshaping 20th century history, but noting his romantic view of the West. The ambivalence was reflected in the uncertainty about funeral arrangements. An iconic central venue chosen for Saturday's farewell ceremony has been used for state funerals since Soviet times. But the Russian media reported Gorbachev will not be given a state funeral. The hesitant stance was mirrored by state television broadcasts that paid tribute to Gorbachev as a history figure, but described his reforms as poorly planned and held him responsible for failing to safeguard the country's interests with the West. As the western United States deals with extreme heat above 110 degrees in many areas, some lawmakers are pushing for a federal law protecting workers from extreme heat. While on the job, BBC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. When it's this hot outside, there's no escaping the heat for delivery drivers, farm workers, construction and factory employees. Several lawmakers say they want federal worker protections against extreme heat. Earlier this summer, a 24-year-old UPS driver died in Pasadena after delivering packages in extreme temperatures. Senator Alex Padilla. Our country has never passed a federal heat standard to protect our workers. Warehouse employees in Southern California recently staged a walkout over hot working conditions. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. 
Indiana abortion clinic operators have filed a lawsuit seeking to block the state's ban on abortions that's set to take effect September 15th. The lawsuit filed Tuesday in Monroe County Court claims the ban, which includes a limited exceptions, would violate the Indiana Constitution by infringing on the right to privacy and the guarantee of equal privileges. Indiana's Republican-dominated legislature approved the tighter abortion restrictions August 5th, making it the first state to do so since the U.S. Supreme Court eliminated federal abortion protections for abortions by overturning Roe v. Wade in June. The Indiana law allows abortions in cases of rape and incest and to protect the life and physical health of the mother. And one of the major streaming services is joining forces with a premium cable channel. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. It's a marriage made in corporate heaven. Paramount Plus finally adding Showtime to the mix, allowing customers to combine the premium cable channel with the streaming service for the first time ever. It was only a matter of time before this happened, as both properties are owned by parent company Paramount Global, formerly Viacom CBS, which is looking to compete with the other massive media companies, including Warner Brothers Discovery and Disney, which are all beefing up their streaming services. Paramount Plus with Showtime and no ads will run you 15 bucks a month. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.